It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Stop right there. You want to know right now. This is Wanda. Vision. The world outside your window. Maybe snowy. Depending on where you are, might be a little snowy. But hey, here on Post Show Recaps, everything is wonderful. We're talking WandaVision here on Post Show Recaps. Episode 4. We interrupt this program for a really wild episode of WandaVision. Breaking format, introducing new characters, showing people who uh, we haven't quite seen before in the contexts that we're seeing them in this episode. Some familiar faces from the MCU, some new faces. Very fun, exciting stuff. I'm Josh Wiggler. I'm joined here by Kevin Mahadeo. Kevin, how's it going? Um, It's great. I'm practicing my magic as I uh, am want to do so I could uh, be as impressive as Jimmy Woo and have a uh-huh. character arc <laughs> that we see. I don't know if you guys know about this, uh, but I'll bring it up. I'll wait till you introduce the co-host. Yeah. I didn't know about it. I Love was it. told about it on the Discord. And it was very exciting for me. All right. We also have Latanya Starks here. Latanya, how's it going? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay, Josh. I was. I love this episode. I am... Shipping all of the people, by the way. <laughs> like, just everyone with Jimmy Woo. Just ship all of them. You just so, want them all to be with Jimmy Woo? Everyone should always already be with Jimmy Woo. That's how <laughs> I, I mean, you <laughs> best believe he punched Keanu Reeves, so, you know, it's... Best believe I punched <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Uh, I love Randall Park. I love that we're getting more yeah. of him here. It's great to have a little bit of that Quantumania uh, connection with Jimmy Woo being here, coming from Ant-Man and the Wasp. We've got Kat Dennings back as Dr. Lewis. Don't Dr. Call Lewis, her, don't, don't call, call her, her not doctor. Don't call her not doctor. Relevant. Uh, yeah, so doc, Dr. Lewis, we've got full-scale Monica Rambeau uh, yes. on the table. Uh, Tiana Paris Hive, stand up. Really, really fun. Uh, we get we get to see like the full picture of of quote unquote Geraldine and where she really comes from and what she's really all about. And we are uh, coming to realize that WandaVision is not just a Disney Plus streaming service television series. Kevin, it turns out that WandaVision is a, a streaming uh, television series in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a, in a manner of speaking. meta, 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 meta commentary. Hello, it's uh, it's crazy. It was fun. Like having that bit it was great seeing this. I will say, like, I think this probably is my favorite episode. And it's just because it, it obviously it, it reveals stuff and it, and it, it, it did what, what I said it had to do. Um, but more than that, it really felt Marvel Cinematic Universe. It really brought me back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, that like not just a widescreen, but like everything about introducing, you know, introduction of sword to, to how the characters acted to like seeing Wanda's powers and effect. Like I was just like, Oh my God, this is the Marvel universe. We're back, baby. Like it was, it was really exciting to like have that, uh, foray back into, into this world in this way. Um, the world we're kind of a little bit familiar with, um, the one not outside our window. Uh, so yeah. that was really cool. And that was really awesome about this episode. And yeah, the characters, man, it was really cool. Like Latanya, I'm, I'm pretty much shipping a lot of people. <laughs> I have made my, 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 uh, feelings about Darcy in the Thor films pretty clear when we did our rewatch, but they are very different here. And it's amazing what good writing can do for a character and an actor. So <laughs> I was really pumped about that stuff too. Yeah. Uh, Latanya, give me your takes on episode four, uh, format breaker, getting to meet some new characters, getting some things confirmed. How did you feel watching this one? Well, I felt vindication. First of all, because I was like, this is going to happen. Episode four. We're not immediately going into next decade sitcom world. We're going to break free, as Ariana Grande would say. And uh, I re- it's my favorite episode of this season so far. The opening scene where we realize what happens when people kind of like come back from the blip, how chaotic it is. It's even rendered beautifully. It's like, so good. you know. It's so good. And then in the background, you hear lines from Captain Marvel when um, Monica is just like a little kid 
And you see that rendering, you wake up and it's totally like the first episode of The Walking Dead where um, Rick wakes up and he is in the hospital and has right. no idea what has happened. All these people are just materializing and it's exactly the chaos that you think it would be. It was great. The last good gl- episode of The Walking Dead. Oh, stop it. Oh, Come no. on. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that we, this is a good dig though. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that we, uh, that we got this because Kevin, this is something you and I were talking about a few months ago when we did Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, and how that is the first movie to deal with post blip, uh, repercussions. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I guess other than the fact that the end of Endgame also very literally deals with post blip repercussions in the form of all these awesome superheroes coming up to show Thanos the door. Um, but in, in far from home, you know, we just go off on a field trip. It's played for laughs, you know, people showing back up at marching band, whatever. Uh, and it's funny. It's really funny. But like for me, it it felt like it, it cheapened a little bit of like what it must be like to, to have this happen and what your life is like. I'm really glad that they sold a lot of the trauma associated with returning from the blip, the whole experience of the blip, getting to like kind of like build back into existence with Monica, like to like rematerialize, rematerialize was, was really brilliantly shot and, and executed from a visual effects standpoint. I thought, cause it was so rooted in, in POV. Um, I, I loved that. And, and I think to, to connect this, because it, it certainly seems like we kind of have like our, uh, at least at the moment, I think things are going to be more complicated than this. But right now, I think like the moral alignment setup at least is like Monica protagonist, Wanda antagonist is sort of where we are in this episode in, in a way. Um, Kevin, go for it. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think that's accurate, sort of. I mean, I think we'll, I'll get to that in a second, but I do agree. So much. I, I wrote down in my notes, <laughs> my first note is just the words, holy shit. Because yeah. like that Ooh. opening was intense. So good. It was great. And was like, so I understand good. like you're, you're looking at far from home and it is, it was like a little bit sillier, a little bit more fun, but we were coming off of Endgame, which was so much trauma. Um, so I understood taking that direction. Plus there were teenagers. You know, how do teenagers deal with this? And obviously teens have such a weird, like a, not weird, a different POV. Um, then like a and their lot relationship of with they're time is resilient. very different than an adult. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So see, and they're more resilient than adults. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So seeing it here though, I think really sold the real trauma and the chaos of it all. Right. Of people just coming back into existence and not everyone being prepared and not everyone knowing what to do and just like yeah, that idea of like just popping in and especially in a hospital. Like there's so much happening and of course I think hits a certain relevancy of right now. Um, seeing that, that sort of like panic and, 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 um, yeah, and uncertainty and, and just what do we do? Uh, of an overwhelmed hospital staff, I think really hit home in a lot of ways too. Uh, but I, I love that opening. I love seeing how it played out. I love seeing the, the blip from this perspective. Um, I thought was really great and, um, seeing those bits and pieces leading into, uh, this episode and like, yeah, Latanya definitely, I mean, you said it last week, right? And like, it was the same thing I was saying too, where I didn't know how it was going to be, but I'm like, this episode, you had to have answers in this episode. You they had it. to, yeah. or else you're, you're done. And I, I had talked to a, a few people, like, and, and I think this episode's also going to make it difficult for us to like go back to what those first three episodes were in, in their entirety. Like, I think for us to not like dabble in both worlds is going to be challenging for me as a viewer. It would right. be. And so like, I think the format changes now, right? And the stuff changes now. And I, I think this is, I don't even want to say like, this is the, the right place for it. This was the last place they could have done it. And I think that's the thing. Like, you could have done this in episode three. And I think you, it could have been it could have been it could have been possibly better to get the answers then um versus episode four because i i they i do think and from a few people i've talked to who aren't like marvel fans who aren't like comic book people who have like the deep knowledge abandoned ship uh already and i think you know episode four i think some people did stick it out and this will should have waited one more week they should have yeah. but that's hard man and this is my point this is my point was about like the binge model versus versus the weekly oh, model here we go again let's get into this <laughs> let's get into because, it because i mean if we want to get into it quickly before getting into like the rest of the episode because i do love i'd this really episode. rather get into the rest of the episode so let's do this quickly sure <laughs> um because at the end of the day like what did we even learn though if you're like they did this they're doing this to like kind of pace out the story to kind of get it going right into weekly format. But if you have two groups of people, you have the broad audience, which is not us. And if the, the ones that I've talked to have abandoned ship. Um, and again, that's just, a, that's the smallest of sampling. 
Uh, so you, you're, you're losing people because of, because of not having the answers that you need to in a quick enough pace. And then you have people like us as well, who are like the hardest core of, of, of fans who are analyzing. And what did we learn exactly? Because going into this episode, I mean, Latanya, you sort of already talked about like, oh yeah, they're going to have to go into the real world now. That's what this episode is going to be. And I have said since probably our first podcast, no one is the villain because I've read the books and my fiance, who's not a hardcore Marvel person, but has read disassembled was like well yeah wanda's doing this we all know that and so i don't think the general public knew it and the ones that stuck around have now been revealed to it but for us we didn't learn a ton because we knew the world we knew who monica rambeau was already we knew that that character was not geraldine uh we predicted that this is wanda doing it and so we got confirmation but what did we learn and i think that's the thing is that i don't know if it is wanda though uh don't you think that could be a red herring uh, the I think first it's possible thing, it could be like it's not just it's not Wanda. just it's not Wanda. just Wanda. But like yeah. in terms of like what we're learning and how quick and how fast we're learning it, I think this is again the thing. And so next week, depending on how they do it, depending on what they do it, the viewers they have left because again, we are an audience who are sticking to this show no matter what. And I'm not looking at it from a perspective of like, hey, we're fans and we like this because it's fine for us. But as a successful product and as a and like from a marketing perspective. This is not a, this is, I don't think, beneficial to what the broad audience and the type of viewership they're going to have to retain in the long run. And that's my, that's, that's the reason why I think the binge model is better for this. Cause I'm not looking at it as a fan. I'm looking at it as like as a person who, who is very deeply tied into the entertainment field. I think, I think, I think it's, I think this underestimates how, how home we are right now. So like we're, we're not going anywhere. So, you know, uh, I think you're talking about a small sample size to begin with. I'm talking uh, for people who I know who, uh, are very Marvel casual. I'm seeing, uh, different stuff. And so like we just don't have enough of a, of a sample size to really make any kind of call. I mean, sample that. size can be social conversation, which I can tell you is way lower than, than the norm, but. You just finished telling me you haven't been on Twitter in a week. So, Kevin, I mean, uh, you know, but what are you talking about? I, I said I don't go on Twitter to, a lot. Kevin? I didn't say I haven't been mm-hmm. on Twitter in a week. Okay. 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 Um, what I was going to say is in favor of the weekly right now, which I really don't want to just relitigate yeah. this over and over again, but it, it puts us on, on point with the story this week is like, I'm grateful for the weekly because Latanya, I'm going to spend, and I have been spending the last two days periodically in my brain head. My whole head is just a brain. It's on the outside. It's gotten really weird here. Very Acura. Uh, is that like all I'm thinking about is like that, like walking dead husk of a vision. You oh know? my God. How great was that? And like getting to be in Wanda's POV for stuff like that yes. and to like see all of that. So for, for, and, for, yeah. for us, the nerds, maybe we knew. Yeah. Maybe we figured it's probably Wanda at least to some degree, but there is a difference for me. Between knowing and feeling, and I'm feeling the impact of this episode in a way that is still with me a couple of days out, and I suspect is going to be like in my gut as as long as it takes between now and me pressing play on episode five. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I immediately rewatched this one uh, because I I just couldn't. It was like a brain worm for me. I could not get it out of my head. And if you are like a nerd nerd about Marvel, then you know about the deleted scene where um, Scarlet Witch absconds with the body of Vision, possibly, or at least like, you know, from Endgame, right? Yeah, from Endgame. And uh, like appears to do that. So it would make sense if she created this pocket reality or had help to do that. And then this is just kind of the reanimated husk of her like, Oh my God, if that's what it is, it's so screwed up. It's so creepy, right? She's had kids with this synthesoid. Well, she willed willed kids into existence. (laughs) Yeah, She she or someone did. It was for the children. For the children. Uh, For the children. But I I think that we learned, I I get this episode more credit, I think, for things that we learned. Um, First of all, we learned about uh, S.W.O.R.D., which is you know, if you are into the comics or like are re- doing a lot of reading or watching videos about stuff, you kind of know about this already. But we learn about SWORD. We learn what the acronym means. And we learn what um, the Rambo significance to that organization is. Like her mother created it. The idea that she's coming back to work after three weeks, uh, like from the blip, after realizing that she's waking up thinking she's about to take her mom home from a procedure 
And then all of a sudden she sees the one person she knows in the hospital and finds out her mother is dead. Yes. She has nothing. She's nothing. Yes. So she immediately goes back to work because that's what people who are dealing with trauma sometimes do is like fill their days with whatever they can. They do that or they create pocket realities where they can (laughs) pretend as if nothing traumatic has happened. And I love the way that this episode situates Monica opposite Wanda. That was something I was going to say earlier before we got into the binge versus the weekly was this idea that like the protagonist antagonist thing is, is, you know, kind of reductive. And this is WandaVision. She's in the protagonist seat. She's an antihero right now. Um, Mm that were situated Latanya in this place where like if the show is a, is kind of like on its top level about like how do you how is Wanda processing grief it's taking this really dark form right now yeah. i think to contrast that against monica and not to necessarily say like what she's going through is is great either but i think just like to have these two characters uh in play now that are dealing with a, with different versions of the same thing i think is really compelling yeah, and, and to see the different reactions, uh, and to wonder, you know, because later Monica Rambo becomes Photon, right, in this universe. Um, so we have to wonder if she got her powers that way by being, you know, like pushed out literally from that pocket dimension with the powers of the Mind Stone that Wanda wields. Uh, it's just, it's really a very, um, like delicate look at dealing with trauma like you said, from two different points of views and the way that Monica goes about it and what she has to deal with. I mean, it's three weeks after this, she goes in, first of all, that dude who is now in charge and has the job that she should have, he could have just activated her ID. Like that was a whole thing that she shouldn't have had to deal with. And it was really an annoying microaggression. And I Uh like that it was there because that's how things happen in the real world. Like, the amount of times I've gone to a place and someone has been like, oh, well, if you belonged here, you'd have blah, blah, blah. Right. Only to be, like, greeted by some white man to be like, no, it's cool. That's very real world, right? And I, that dude I find sus. I'm not really sure what his deal is, but I'm a little sus about him. What is this missing persons case? Like, that's another thing that we learn. Because essentially, she's being sent to Westview to determine what happened to a missing person. Another thing that we learned during all of this is, you know, when Darcy gets involved, she starts to pull up like all of the actual driver's licenses of these people, but there are two people missing. We don't have Agnes and we don't have, sorry, I can never remember Dottie. her name. Yeah. Dottie. Well, one of them's so, a like, demon and one of them's a witch. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, but is that what we believe? We think one's a demon, one's well, a witch. It's a joke because it's Anya and I mean, she might be a demon. Right. That might be very right. accurate. But, yeah. <laughs> It would be hilarious if she was just reprising role as Dean right? <laughs> in a different universe. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I really love the way that the show deals with trauma. I love the way it's, in, it's introducing new characters into this world as well. This, this was like a much needed stop down that after all of the chaos of the first three episodes, we kind of needed to get an idea of what the response was to this and what was happening. And it, I don't know. I just really. I love everything that Monica does in this episode, except for don't put your hand in there. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Don't touch the invisible dome. Don't touch the invisible dome. That's probably the one part that I, I I did have like a small criticism of where it's just like, Oh, I mean, I kind of wish she had just a slightest bit more agency into, into going in there. Like it was like, like she ventured in on her own versus getting sucked in, but that's just a minor quibble. Um, but I, yeah, I, I like how, how they've, they've sort of like, um, positioned like her getting pulled into this like fantasy world. And the, the missing persons thing is interesting. It's someone under witness protection. My assumption is that that very well could be Agnes. Um, so I think, I think there's a lot of pieces in th- to play there about like how that ties in and how it goes into the bigger story. The trauma stuff is interesting because like at the same point, like I see what you're saying at the beginning, they introduced this idea of she went through a trauma, but I don't think it played out in the rest of the episode because she's not there for the rest of the episode. The POV is so hard. And from what we've seen from her so far, because she's been in the undercover reality, we again, haven't seen that played out. So I think it's going to be more of a, um, uh, moving forward situation that we're going to see totally. that story come to mm-hmm. fruition. I think um, maybe it's interesting that like she picked up like sh- something clicked with her when she was with Wanda. She's like Ultron killed your brother, right? Or like yeah. she's like kind of like connecting. Like she sees 
a fellow traveler in the grief journey. Well, she's taking a leap. She knows who, I mean, everyone knows who Wanda is, right? Like, that's the whole thing is that you, you look at the pictures and you're just like, oh, yeah, that's, they are. We're like, that is two Avengers right there. Um, yeah. so I think once she's there. You made a TV show with two Avengers? <laughs> is one of my favorite meta jokes from this episode. What, yeah. uh, <laughs> And that guy's dead, that dead right? right? Like he didn't blip out. That dude's dead. dead. The meta jokes uh, is great. I, I, uh, actually, there's there's two criticisms. The other criticism I have is just like there's other episodes to just show that we're not yeah. seeing. How dare <laughs> you show me more yeah. episodes that took place in the fifties? Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I loved. Yeah, I, I loved all of that stuff. I thought it was really interesting. And I think the connection there with, with her mentioning Ultron is obviously like at that point, her thinking she has that moment, she has that in. Because from her POV, of course, it's just like, oh, Wanda's in trouble here. Clearly, something else is happening. And it's just like, oh, wait. Oh, no, 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 no. It's it's not uh, it's not what we're thinking um, that someone is doing this to Wanda. It is, in fact, her See, making these choices. I read it differently, not from the Wanda perspective, but from the Monica perspective, because I feel like once you get brought into that pocket dimension you kind of forget yourself so i was thinking that like at the time that monica you know after she delivers the babies she kind of has and then she's asked like what this pendant is that she's wearing which i think is just what like happened to the pendant that she got from her mother it just turned into that thing that was like obviously a a sword logo um, and so when that part started, I think that she started to wake up a little bit and realize exactly what was happening. And the first key was her saying, wait, Ultron killed your brother. And that kind right. of like woke her up. I, I think that she was up, like paying, playing a part, like as Vision said in a previous episode, like uh, quoting Shakespeare, all the world, many players. She's playing a part in this universe. When we first meet her, she doesn't even know what her name is. And you know, she's fully enwrapped, like in, enraptured in the story that she's telling before the labor happens. It's not until she hears about Pietro and kind of snaps out of it. And it's like Ultron killed your brother and then realizes where she is, that things start to get wonky. And then Wanda gets very, very scared. I think there's right. two ways to read it. And I think both of our ways are, 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 are uh, we'll find out basically. Right. Because I, I don't know if I fully agree that, that, that uh, her the memory is completely gone. I think she's she, not she doesn't know her name. She just didn't go give her real name. She said Geraldine because any good person undercover is not going to give their real name to <laughs> to, yeah, to a person. We don't have enough. We don't. We don't have enough information right. yet from the perspective of somebody who is in the bubble. But world. we sort of do uh, because we saw Herb and Agnes, and I think that's the that's the key things. Again, we we're related this to the, the boy in the cornfield. Yeah, but Agnes is sus, right? Like Agnes sure, were suspicious but Herb, of. We weren't. I mean, and that's my point is that the, uh, like again, multiple raised ways to read this. Boy in the cornfield states that of course they remember. They're just not going to do that because they know the danger right. of making that boy mad and they know the danger of making Wanda mad. And Geraldine could have a perspective because she doesn't know what's happening. She knows that something is happening and she is an agent to not blow her cover immediately so you play along until you have a moment with the person then, that you're yeah. actually mm-hmm. trying to get alone and you have them and you have a moment of vulnerability and you try to reach to them i think i think both can totally work and we'll see how it all plays That's out true. um yeah but like the the the, the obviously this, this mystery right like the entire thing is like oh what's happening what's going on and i think they did a good job giving enough this this episode and then like leaving more clearly the world changes in shapes and i like that we're talking about the pendant right like that became the sword thing you have the the cable becoming a jump rope and you have the the yeah. the aim outfit or the uh the sword the beekeeper the, the, yeah. the, 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 yeah, the hazmat suit becoming a beekeeper like i think that's really uh cool how it, it's 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 coping right it's all coping like the, even the hell even the drone changed into something that is from that would be familiar to the world uh, and not right. break the reality that she's trying to create. But remain in color somehow. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 can we talk about vision for a second? Because vision. vision is <laughs> very, vision is dead. He's, very he's, dead. A, he's a dead now. Uh, we get that. I loved that uh, view that we got of him uh, when, when Wanda sees him and just sees like the husk, like, you know, the blank husk of vision. One because of the great horror moments of the MCU. It's so scary and I yeah. love it so much. And I know that they are um, moving a lot more towards horror in the next Doctor Strange movie, which I'm really excited about. And we know that Wanda's probably going to be a big part of that movie. So that part really stuck out to me. It, it was fantastic. And then, you know, he just kind of reverts back to himself. But 
once she explains like what where Geraldine went and she's like oddly calm and like what should we watch on television? Vision is scared and yeah. wants to leave. <laughs> He's just like we could not be here. How about we not be here? And and so I'm really interested to see especially because Paul Bettany is playing this part so well. I'm interested to see like exactly how he continues to react as he notices that this universe is not exactly what it seems to be yeah. and something is off in the person that he loves and trusts the most. My question remains, and, and, you know, it's been something that we've been talking about a little bit here on these podcasts is, is that vision? You know, is, is this not some sort of manifestation of Wanda yeah. herself, like a piece of Wanda? Just, that, Jim, just that, a Jiminy Cricket, right? <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> like, is this the part of Wanda that knows, uh, like, oh man, this isn't good. Like, there's certainly a read that she has taken visions. <laughs> physical husk of a body and brought it with her to Westview. But there's also the read that it's a projection. And like once her illusion was broken um, by Monica uh, and that conversation with her, that maybe when she goes and sees vision walking in, she's now reminded of like what he actually is right now, rather than like uh, what's literally in front of her. So I, I'm not sure I'm, you know, he could, he could be as illusory potentially as the babies. If they're, if they're illusory, right. If they're not, you know, uh, you know, you know, have been made flesh. We just, we just don't quite know. I'm so curious to track it either way. Has she rebuilt Vision by virtue of, you know, bringing him back in this place? And is he gaining his own independent sentience? Or is that her? Is that a piece of Wanda that is trying to like be like a reminder of something great in her life that doesn't have to be gone, gone, gone? Things can stay with you even when they're gone. Uh, and can that win the day? I think is just a really potentially exciting piece of this like meditation on grief that I'm definitely tracking moving forward. But, um, Man, I hope that they figure out a way to keep Paul Bettany around past this show. If it's a final farewell, it's a hell of a final farewell. But God, I hope that they can figure this out because he's so, so good on the show. He's he's excellent. Incredible. Like that scene Lasani was talking about, I think is also very telling to to a huge extent because even after Wanda explains everything, even after she has a vision and and he tries to convince her, like, we don't have to be here. We can go. And like she moves away, you see his that shift in the face is some great like you know like silent acting right there um, because you see and it tells so much I think about like maybe again he is also possibly way more aware of stuff than um, than we initially assumed um, and like again what how how far does that extend and I have like there's a lot of questions obviously um, like if it's if it's the husk is that just her we don't know for sure. Obviously, um, but like, is that her just visualizing that moment in her own brain, remembering that he is dead, or is that her own illusion dropping away through subconscious? Because it seems, and it's, it'll be really interesting to see how they they play with it. Because we talked about in the comics that Wanda's power is that she can literally just manifest things; she can create things from nothing, and that's possibly where the twins yeah, came or from. destroy them. Yeah, and that's and that's possibly where the twins came from. She could have manifested that. Maybe that is the evolution of her power. But what we're seeing from this episode, it looks like, is that. Her power isn't necessarily creating something from nothing, but changing the structure of things that exist. Because when they pull the cable out, it's still the jump rope. When Monica comes out, she's still in the the uh, the, the the time period close. So it, it seems that it, it might be implying that Wanda's power is that she can perma shift a reality, but can't just create something from nothing. And that could be where the twins are going to come in, and depending on where things go, because if it's revealed that she can't perma create something from nothing it means that this is going to end with those twins disappearing and that'll definitely lead i think down some yeah. dark paths for her um even worse so it's really if this really gets broken up wanda's done like she she's going to go on a spree mm. if if all of this ends badly yeah. which it looks like it will she is just going to wreck shop yes I, I think that in the past um with her character and also captain marvel like we talked about how op they are they've kind of been held back for other characters in order to let their, their power shine more. You know, we Wanda could have easily defeated Thanos by herself just with, like, anger magic. She was uh, there. She was right she there. She was right there. Captain yeah. Marvel could have easily defeated Thanos herself. She was also right there. Th- right there. But they needed to have the... And I still apparently tear up at, like, the big triumphant moments at the end of Endgame, so I get it. But she's super overpowered. She can do so many things. And just the way that she, the force that she used to eject Geraldine slash Monica from her reality was terrifying. So if all of this stuff goes away, like this perfect little 
sitcom world that she's built for herself just goes away at the end of this show. We've seen what, ha- how, how she reacts to trauma. Like this is an example of it. So imagine how bad it's going yeah. to be when all of this goes away. I, in, in not only, um, the spirit of like speculating on that, because that way literally lies madness, the multiverse of, you know, mm-hmm. like that, that is where we're, you know, that is very likely where we could be going is that like this ends poorly. And so Wanda breaks wide open and it gives us all this multiversal shenanigans that we know uh, exist in our future, uh, whether it's through Spider-Man or Doctor Strange. But I really, because we're talking, we've, we've talked about how excellent Paul Bettany is as Vision. Um, and she's, you know, sparingly used in this episode. But holy F word. Uh, when Elizabeth Olsen is unleashed in this episode. Oh my God. Was one of the greatest bits of acting I've seen in Marvel in quite some time. Uh, was her whole moment where, uh, we get to see the rest of that conversation take place between her and Monica to see her once again. Cause Elizabeth Olsen has talked a lot about like the work that's gone into like doing like the, the hand stuff. Yeah. The choreography uh, like the tr- for her that she works with and her mom was a dancer. Yes. So she, yes, she's talked a lot about that. And the, the movements are so fluid, Ooh. but like also terrifying. Yes. You can tell it's dance. Sorry. I got very excited. No, it, you- it exactly though. It's, it's just such an excellent performance and to have gone from sort of the, um, you know, the, the, the smiley sitcom-y, you know, aesthetic that she's brought to this to, to the points where when she's like kind of like, uh, tweaking out in previous episodes, like we're definitely a little sus of like where she's at with that for real. Like, is she, is she, is this because she's like manifesting it? But, um, you know, the way that it presents it, like presents sort of like as this like innocent quality of that's an Avenger. She's in duress. She doesn't know it. And now you get that heel turn in this episode and she played it brilliantly it was just such a good 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 scene Kevin. and it's just so like the acting is incredible and you like taking it just from the perspective of like if you're the person in there if you're monica and it's just like you think you're like okay something good's about to happen and then you see this person that you know how powerful they are like turn on you and you're just like it's just a moment like i just imagine like myself in that situation just being like Oh crap. Like, oh no. It's just so horrifying. The idea of someone with that power and that like turning and looking at you like that is just like, oh no. <laughs> I, the way I her, messed the up. way her, the way her voice mm-hmm. drops, like the way yeah. her voice shifts, the way that she starts moving her hands and then throws her through. <laughs> And she's now like very evocative of the, of the Wanda Maximoff we've come to know and love, except with a really terrifying bent to it. So it's Mm -hmm. just, it's such a, it's such an awesome, uh, obviously like, uh, awesome and terrifying look at this character, but even, even in the way that like the, the, the potentially the morality could be sliding back to a certain extent, um, the, the evolution of it, Latanya is just like mesmerizing to me. I'm so obsessed with this performance. Well, Elizabeth Olsen has not gotten to really act a lot in the MCU, and she is an actress. Like, uh, like we talked about in the preview show, seeing her and Martha Marcy May Marlene was probably the first time that I saw her, and just it was kind of just a double act with her and Sarah Paulson. So it was just a clinic in acting. Yeah, and I think it may have been her first or second feature. She was so good in that. So when I found out she was going to be in the MCU, I was very excited about it. We haven't gotten to see much range from her outside of old, like when she was, when she's blowing stuff up, right? Um, but in this episode, we get, she goes from blissfully looking at her children to thinking back about her dead brother to realizing that there's a quote unquote outsider that doesn't belong. She does the whole head tilt. You're right. Like the voice register changes and she forcefully, like, I can't imagine how much that hurt Monica for her to be pushed out of that universe that way. The fact that she has the power to do that and then just make it like the walls didn't completely come apart uh, and nothing happened. And she's going back to being peaceful and serene is terrifying but it's also just a clinic in range of it when it comes to acting like she 
does it all in this episode. And she's not in this episode for more than like five minutes, other than looking at the, the like at flashbacks to episodes on TV that we see with Darcy and Jimmy Woo. What do we make of that, by the way? What do we make of the fact that this is beyond the meta commentary of it, Kevin? Like, is there anything to be mined from the fact that there's like these radio waves that are able to be picked up on on television? Like, what is uh, what does any of this mean? I don't know. I mean, what is CBR about? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm as confused and have as many questions as Jimmy Woo uh, and <laughs> does, and I feel like, at, like Darcy, none of us know the answers. Um, just I don't know, Doctor Darcy, know, and I don't know. Like, why yeah. is it coming out? Like, yeah, it th- like why is it being broadcasted this way? There's apparently po- po- multiple episodes of this happening. Um, how long has it been exactly going on? We probably can get from the yeah. sun up, sun down situation, and of course, like why, why is she progressing through decades? As literally. Audience stand-ins, Jimmy and Darcy ask uh, throughout this episode. And They're like writing on the board. Yeah. He's writing on the board. What are the hexagons? hexagons Why sitcoms? It's so it's great. great. And I think it's, it's, it's really, it's really, it's really well done. It's giving the audience stand-in and like having uh, uh, the questions that we're asking being asked, but also providing every now and then answers that, that, that we were asking previously. So we're still left with questions, but we got answers. And that's, that's, that's excellently done. I think well paced. And, um, on the note of Wanda too, not just, uh, the, the, the Scarlet Witch of it all too, but what I also like for, they don't know yet, right? Like, cause they don't, they haven't seen this. So this will be now Monica, like conveying this information to them. And it's just such a curious thing to see how the rest of them are going to react. We had tastes of this because the repercussions of things like this are, I think, going to be vast in a lot of ways. Um, Wanda was the one that kickstarted civil war she was the one that accidentally blew up that entire you know that building and i think there's precedent even for wanda losing control because of her emotions in age of ultron you know uh to elizabeth olsen's credit again as as an actress she hasn't been a lot of scenes but every scene she's been in in the mcu has been spectacular um but she has Mm -hmm. that moment where she's afraid and cowering and hawkeye does it just like i'm just a guy with a bow and arrow speech Mm -hmm. and she comes out and just wrecks shop and it's and it's really cool but when you consider it, it is cool but we also just see power and potential unleashed and this is a person slowly realizing their own potentials Wanda didn't, doesn't know what she's capable of for a lot of the MCU. She's learning so much as she goes. She went from, I can move stuff to maybe like mess with people's heads to all of a sudden I'm destroying Ultron. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm able to destroy an infinity stone. Uh, and I was able to almost kill Thanos. Like there are right. levels there that she is unlocking for herself and she's slowly realizing this and we're seeing the effect that that could have. But for the perspective I wanted to mention is from Jimmy Woo and the others, if they were to like see this, what she's capable of and learn this and, and understand like what is just happening. If they saw what we saw, I mean, then you have the Lex Luthor thing, right? Like this is the Lex Luthor has a point situation where you're just like, Oh, Oh yeah, that's bad. Like these superheroes are problematic and dangerous. Like that's not good. So like, I think that's really interesting about where that's going to head. Like, you know, we, the audience now know this because the audience knows stuff that they don't know. And uh, now we're itching for them to also find out. Uh, as for Jimmy and Darcy, though, guys, <laughs> guys, yeah, I yes, mentioned this. Yes. I mentioned this earlier. I really love Jimmy Woo in the Ant Man movie, and someone else called us out on Discord. I did not notice this, but when they pointed it out, I loved it. I think it might have been Todd, but when when he goes to introduce himself to Monica, he does yeah. like the hand flick, and he makes the card appear, which is the, like he was he's learned. he was learning he's from the match. So this dude, this dude didn't blip out, by the way, is what that means. Yes, uh, it means Jimmy Woo has been here for the last five years, and he's had a lot of time <laughs> to work on his magic, practicing close up magic with whomever the, did not blip. The timeline doesn't work unless he did not blip out. Right. <laughs> so he's been here. But, Jimmy's yeah. been I here. I love that so much. As someone else pointed it's out, like. So character good. growth that's what that is and it's so it's good so good and he, yeah. he's introducing himself to monica so like i he does that and i don't know what it is like amy schumer did a whole comedy sketch about having sex with a magician <laughs> yeah i don't know what it is about magic but i'm excited about it and so when he does that to introduce himself to monica i'm like okay i ship them and then she disappears and then darcy shows up and they're just like eating chips and watching the show and talking he's like oh yeah maybe i might want kids one day and she's like no you want a chip 
And I'm like, I ship them now. So yeah. I don't even know. I really <laughs> love Darcy in this. It's so crazy. Cause like, uh, I did not like her in Thor, the dark world and Thor one. Um, what? The, well, cause like for me, it was just like, they were just like, go be cat, cat Dennings, please. And like, yes. that's, that's fine. But like for the movie, I'm just like, it's weird. Just have her be a character or something like play to cat Dennings a strength while also having stuff that you're just, you're just not cat Dennings, especially cause like the context in which they were introducing a lot of these characters. And this is that. This is them being just like, right. Darcy yeah. as a character is, you know, uh, it is a doctor and has like a lot of, um, background and everything like that. So they were to incorporate like Kat Dennings' personality and what we love about her as, as like a person into the character. And I think that worked. Yeah. Like that is chef's kid. Really well. Really well. I listened yeah. to an interview with her this week and she, and I think that part of what, um, might lend to your not liking her performances in the, in the Thor movies is that, she apparently was friends with Natalie Portman before like all of the MCU stuff happened. She was in very limited scenes and they just kept adding her to stuff. So it's like the writing didn't make any sense. Like you said, oh, cause she was just being added for sure. Yeah. I'm not talking about, I wasn't even talking about her performance. Like, yeah, the, my, my, it was, it was like the, the, the stuff I've said before where it's just like in Green Lantern, you, you, you're just, you just said, just go be Ryan Reynolds as opposed to be like, Hey, bring your Ryan Reynolds to this character we wrote. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's exactly what it is. So it's not, not, it was, wasn't a dig on like Kat Dennings. Kat Dennings is great. And I <laughs> like, She's I like great. her, but like it was more in the context of the films. And I think like this is, yeah. this is the perfect answer of how you could do that when you have. Uh, good people behind the scenes doing these things with this. Ep- <laughs> this episode was great for so many reasons, but one of the things that it does do for me is like it will be unless it's unless it's um it will be hard for me to watch the show go back to just the format that it's been without keeping the Jimmy and and Doctor Darcy Lewis and all of that stuff and Monica like. Without that, and, and this episode like gave us ways in which both of these things can coexist, right? I think that like it did a really great job of bobbing and weaving through both of these worlds. The thing that I could definitely abide is if like the show then wants to go, uh, to different deeper levels, right? Like I think that I'm, that I'm good with. Like if we want to break format again, like I'm good with that. But I, I think I'll have, I'm going to have a hard time not hanging out with these people and like yeah they're they're like characters that we have connection with already thanks to the rest of the mcu but like limited connection they're supporting characters Mm -hmm. in uh their their previous appearances and in the case of monica we just knew her as a kid uh and so we're we're seeing her as an adult and i want to follow i want to know everything that she thinks about what just happened to her as geraldine so i'm really hopeful that we're going to be able to find a way for the show to have its cake and eat it too i think it helps that we're uh we're in color now uh so like the world's like maybe it's not quite as jarring if we're going from uh, like the 50s style to, to modern MCU. Um, but I also think it could be really compellingly crafted uh, from uh, a filmmaking standpoint. I'm, I'm really, really pumped about uh, the future of the show. But I would be also really, really game if maybe not this coming week, but like the week after or whatever... Do you want to like flip the the Agnes card over? Like, do you want to give us the Catherine Hahn episode? I'll take it. I'll be pretty happy <laughs> to get that. You know, like that will be that will be Really, really fun. We've got a lot of feedback. Uh, let's get into some of that. Let's stop down for a super quick break here or a wonderful quick break because that's the pun that we do with the show. Ah, you get it. We'll be back in a second. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. Oh, my God. So much 
feedback to get into from you, you the your, listeners. With your Muppet stuff. You're really, really leaning into the Muppet voices. I, I, it's, you know what? I think it's just that, it, Kevin, it's not that I'm leaning into it these days. It's just that it's been recently called out. <laughs> This isn't new. It's just been named. Um, we've got a lot of feedback here for episode four of WandaVision. Of course, you can get your feedback into us by emailing us super at postshowrecaps.com or you can join the Discord, postshowrecaps.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash postshowrecaps. Sign up at the Discord level. Talk with us. We're having robust conversations. Um, we got some feedback on the beginning of the episode. This is from the great Brendan Fitzpatrick, who collates all your feedback. Give a hand to Fitzy. Uh, Fitzy says, really loved and was terrified by the opening. We never really thought about how or saw before how horrifying the blip must, uh, the blip back must have been. Uh, the great Mike Bloom agrees. He says the cold open was fantastic. It was such a dodoy moment, but I love the fact that, of course, when the snap got reversed, everyone got pieced back together. Yeah, I think just like uh, more more praise for that open. Uh, I've got yeah. nothing but amazing, amazing feelings towards how they did. There's that. also like a real connection to. I think someone else has pointed out previously, but like for comic book people, there's the famous. I believe it is House of M um, House issue of M. where she's like falling apart slash coming back together into the pieces, and I think. We see that, that, that sort of digital version of it at the end of this, uh, in, in the credits, sort of. But like this was very, very reminiscent of that moment. So that was really interesting to see that sort of like, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, uh, uh, effect. Yeah, for sure. The beginning, uh, the opening was just like chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. I think what probably one of, if not my favorite opening in any like MCU property of, of all time. So good and really well acted and just the, the chaos and the amount that you're disoriented and then you learn that your mother is gone and you didn't even realize that you had gone anywhere and it's been five years. It's just, it's a lot for a person to deal with. And Monica takes it on and then immediately goes back to work pretty much. I mean, yeah, yeah, that opening is mind blowing to me. Uh, just to, uh, parrot, uh, or piggyback off of what Mike said with the cold open was in big capitals, he says, fantastic. Uh, I know that there's been some chatter about this, Kevin and Latanya. Um, mm. there's the, when, when Monica goes to Sword, they find out and Sword being like dealing with, uh, sentient beings of otherworldly nature and all that jazz. And you can now easily connect Sword to Nick Fury at the end of Far From Home and whatever. Um, the guy mentions that they like lost half their team. Mm-hmm. Is there a world in which we have just very casually been introduced to the hows and whys of the Fantastic Four? Yes. Uh, will we, will we source it back to this at some point in time that like maybe the Fantastic Four were in some kind of like singular, unique situation when the blip happened? They blip somewhere. They have some sort of first adventure. They come back at a later time. Yes. Well, it's not just that mention. Darcy literally says the words, if I'm not mistaken, cosmic rays. So uh, that's some fantastic four stuff right there. guys. Uh, so that's really interesting. And that's like a really good setup for, for the possibility of, of these characters we know are coming. Like the moment she said, I, I believe that it could, but when they were talking about like, oh yeah, these are, you know, whatever the acronym was, she's, Cosmic rays were part of that. And I was just like, cosmic rays, you say? So I got really yeah. pumped about it. We also have an interesting shift, um, in, in, in the swordism because in the, in the current thing, it's, um, the sentient weapon observation and response division. Whereas in the comics, it's the sentient world, uh, and ob- uh, observation and response division. So I think that's really interesting and it kind of shows where the Marvel universe is and how they look at these outside threats, right? They're not looking at it as like, just sentience in the outside world, but more of like dangers that are approaching, which sort of what, what sword was built for. But I thought that was an interesting Monica, shift in acronyming. Monica even like points that out in the episode and, and points out that there's also allies that we've got, you know, we see a little bit uh, on that chalk, like not, not the whiteboard about the scrolls possibly being a part of all of this. Um, but we know from Captain Marvel that the scrolls are not bad. Um, not it's all just of them, anyway. not all of them. Not all scrolls. Bad. Not all scrolls. <laughs> not all scrolls. Uh, so that, that bar was really cool. I would love that if this was like the, how we got the Fantastic Four, 
they did Mar- Marvel is always kind of like seeding these little things in their projects. And then all of a sudden we're like, here we are. We've got the Fantastic Four. So it would be cool if we were in on kind of like the infancy of that whole project and how they yeah. get integrated into the MCU. I love it. I think, I think it's really, uh, potentially. They should fun. just keep it the same though. That what it was is that they, they didn't lose, they only lost two members of their team because they also decided to bring, uh, his girlfriend's younger brother and, uh, well, actually, I think it was just his girlfriend and younger brother along with him and the pilot. Uh, mm-hmm. let's just keep that <laughs> aspect of irresponsibility <laughs> from the origins. Um, all right. This is from the great Riley who writes in the second we got to see full villain Wanda come out and the dead vision, the horror of it all. It was just played so well. We're definitely going full villain. Wanda here and vision is definitely dead and can't leave this reality. Uh, if he is dead or alive, uh, also based on the looks on his face, he's fully, he's not fully on board with any of this. Uh, what do we think? Uh, because Torby adds this, Torby Frazier adds, I think saying that it's all Wanda leads me to think that there's something more at play as well. Latanya, we were talking about this a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. a while ago. Do you have some other thoughts on what it could be, uh, that would be beyond just the Wanda? I could see Wanda after the events of Endgame trying to figure out how to put her life back together and put vision back together and getting help from maybe someone nefarious um, who seems like they're there to help her, but are really there to do who knows. Um, there's like a lot of hints, especially during that, like uh, the episode three of Rosemary's baby for me, uh, which is really cool. So like, who are these kids for? Like, why, uh, why are these children and who are they for? Um, so yeah, I don't think I get that we get an episode for, you know, our, one of our main characters coming out of that universe and saying it's Wanda, but I don't think it's just Wanda. We've got some unknown quantities, like literally unknown. They're not even on the board yet, um, that are doing something in this universe. And, and we need, we will get to the bottom of how Wanda was able to create this in the first place. Because we actually have no idea. And then we start to see in like previews of things, people glitching, um, things not working out maybe as they should. So I, I don't think it's just Wanda. I think that, you know, it's possibly Satan and <laughs> also, um, Agnes. Yeah. I have a different theory of sorts. Um, okay. I love it. Let's hear it. That sort of has come out because of this episode. Um, so a few things. One, oh, I forgot to mention this. I love that the ending or this episode also revealed that that ending where we saw someone with the notebook was Darcy. I thought that was great. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I think that one, I, I would be okay if it was just Wanda, right? Because like this is a story that that we're seeing is a hero going bad. We're we're, we're watching someone break bad badly, um, and I think that's a fascinating story to tell. And I think that if it's just her and how ha- and 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 it's her having this break, I'm okay with that. I don't need like a bigger one here, right? Like I think I think the story can be strong on its own if you're telling it right. The other thing though is that the Agnes slash possible Dottie of it all, um, there could be two possibilities. One, we were informed in this episode that this town, the reason why they were brought the, the, the sword and everyone and the FBI were brought in is because a um, a witness someone under witness protection has gone missing. High possibility that is Dottie or Agnes. Because mm-hmm. they have yet to be identified. Correct. We exactly. got like the wall of, of people Correct. who've yeah. been identified the from the show. And the reason why they might not be identifying that person is because they already know who Agnes or Dottie is because she is under witness protection. So there's no reason to put her up on the board. The other thing is, if that's the case, why Westview? You have choices here, right? Someone under witness protection and the FBI in the greater world could be someone associated with Von Strucker and Hydra. Hydra's infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. Someone cut a deal, someone did something, maybe Agnes and has gone into hiding in Westview under witness protection. And they know a lot about Von Strucker's experiments that created certain twins and brought them into existence. So why Westview? That could be the reason, right? That could be the Agnes connection. That could be why Wanda ended up in Westview. The other explanation, to quote Ted Lasso, is the wonderful thing about coincidences is sometimes they just happen. And that could exactly be it. It could have just been a hell of a coincidence 
And it's just a missing, like a witness protection person that has no tie in. And it kickstarted, uh, the reason of, of everyone else finding out about it. So it could be a coincidence. Um, or it could be something deeper. So my, that's my kind of theory about it is that, um, this is a person that has foreknowledge and knowledge about Wanda and those experiments. And Wanda has gone there, seen the potential of her powers and has basically used them to create this, this, this bubble. Um, and, yeah, and for me, I think like if you're gonna have it be something again bigger and someone else, you're just it's it's in terms of telling the story, there are points that you're gonna have to start doing it, and you are running out of them. Um, so you're gonna have to start yeah. dropping it more. Or I think you're just gonna the story's gonna suffer for it overall. Yeah, I I mean I think we're closing. I mean we're uh, close to halfway we, through. We are, you know, and that, uh, that, that's a that's know, a deep part in a story to get to this point. Um, and not yep. have the type of things that, that, that are being like our step. Yeah. Uh, a few people reacting to some of the, uh, the Agnes possibilities. Torby says Agnes not being identified like the rest leads me to feel like something is definitely up with her specifically and that it would make the most sense that she's Agatha Harkness. So that's a point for the Agatha Harkness, uh, uh possibility, an actual witch. Uh, mm. Austin says huge red flags. Uh, that Agnes wasn't among the identified townsfolk turned actors. It can't be coincidence. And between all the devil and Ralph references and her protective brand of awareness in the 70s episode, I'm definitely on board for the Agatha Harkness theory and her being involved in how this all began. Uh, and then Sarah Anderson has my favorite uh, backing of the Agatha Harkness one. Sarah says, On the board of characters that's compiled, Agnes appears to be one of the only ones without an ID attached. Maybe it's because IDs weren't required during the Salem witch trial. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> she does wear that pendant, right? With the three yeah, witches yeah. on it. That uh, The ideology of it like dates back to the Salem witch trials. And that's, that's her origin in the comics, if I'm not mistaken. So, and yeah, you probably did not have an ID in the 1600s. And like I again, yeah. like I don't know if if they're gonna go that far with like she is the one from the Salem Wood trial. She's connected to, to Mephisto because you can still have it be Agatha Harkness who was part of Hydra and once these experiments happened, mm-hmm. helped Wanda understand and Pietro understand their powers. And then once everything went down, Agatha Harkness is gone and was in witness protection. And now like that's how Wanda's like, I know a person who knows about my stuff, and I'm going to find her now that I have resources like uh, like the Avengers behind me to to look people up. And then found that out and then went and said, hello. And Agnes went, oh, no. So, uh, or it could be, you know, Ralph could be the person associated with it. And like, that's yeah, who's Ralph? there to, 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 to keep, to keep that part covered. Um, so there's a, a lot of possibilities there. And, you know, as much as part of me is just like, go full crazy, make it, make it a witch, bring in the devil who likes to collect marriages. I'm also just like, well, how, how much are people gonna, gonna go for? Especially if you're not parsing this out uh, until like, the, after the halfway point it's 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 a bit much but uh i'm i'm curious to see where it all goes obviously yeah um i think we got to get some concrete information my my prediction my guess is i expect next week ends with some kind of cliffhanger that uh tips us towards like the next week being a big agnes episode so i don't think it's going to be week 5 i expect week 6 that's where I'm feeling like that's coming. Um, but also, I feel like now that like we know that Wanda is like bringing so much of this stuff to the forefront in terms of like just like creating things at will, how is she not going to like have just been talking about Pietro and having just had like her her bubble briefly burst and not as soon as next week just like bring Quicksilver back. I mean, you, I you like know that, my feeling that's about that. I soon. really want it to happen. And like the fact I think that it, it, I think it has to, I think it has to, I think it's, I think like we get Quicksilver. I want it to, if it doesn't, I'm going to be really sad because like, I really love that character in Ultron. I think he has so much potential in the MCU. I'd love to see him beyond this. I don't know what Aaron Taylor Johnson is up to these days. Maybe he's super busy. Who knows? Um, but I would love. He's to- hanging out. He's got a Golden Globe for a terrible movie. <laughs> He's just. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> you know. know. I don't know which movie. But is it Godzilla? Was it Godzilla? The the. No, no. But it's funny that they were husband and wife in that Godzilla mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, and then oh, true. To be That's right. I forgot. Yeah, and Ultron by Joss Whedon. Um, uh, yeah, 
I don't know. Uh, I think it's got to happen. You can't have like, she can't be like warping reality and then get sad about her brother and then not warp her not brother back, back, especially yeah. if she's brought uh, Vision back to life. So. Nocturnal Animals is the terrible, terrible Tom Ford movie that he wow. somehow got. I haven't even heard of that. A Golden Globe. A nomination Ford. Or, a, or a win? He won. Huh. It, it was weird. He, even he ATJ. was surprised. I mean, he, yeah, he was you. probably good in it. He's very good. Like when I oh, he's a great. Yeah, actor. When I saw him good in Kick Ass for the first time, I was just like, "Who is this kid?" Uh, I know. Good actor. Who is this British Same guy? Same with her, really uh, him, and uh, Chloe Moretz, who uh, has also gone on to do many, many things. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So, Wandavision. We are left in a really curious place moving forward. I'm so excited for the future of this show. Uh. I don't think we're wanting for things to talk about, personally. I feel like we've got a lot on the plate, and it's good, and it's fun, and I'm thrilled. And I'm excited, and I'm really intrigued as to where we're moving next week. It's going to be... Uh it's going to be interesting. We've got no real clues. I think this, this, this episode, like it was a little, uh, easier to, to put together that like maybe now we're going to like pull the curtain back a little bit. And, you know, we've gone like, uh, widescreen. Let's follow that back out into reality. What does it look like next week? I really don't have much of a sense I, other than like edge of my seat stuff. Do either of you have a prediction? They blend. I thought they, I, I think, I think they have to do a little bit of the back and forth. I think to, you know, maybe, maybe it comes a good five minutes at the end of the episode. A half an hour is, is a half an hour is going to be tight for a lot of this stuff that they're going to have to start cramming in there, which again, pacing. Um, but I do think they did such a good job in this episode w- when it was shifting because we saw widescreen the whole time. And when they did it last episode, they, they did such a wonderful transition that we noticed it. But this time I did it. Like when they did the like, it was widescreen, now it's back to like Wanda yeah. style. I almost didn't notice at all. And I was like, oh, so I think they've sort of introduced a conceit that they can start shifting their widescreen to, to full screen measures until modern day. I'm not actually too sure when, uh, I guess the 2010s would have been uh, full widescreen on TV shows. But um, that's going to be interesting. And I, I think they, they've, they've allowed themselves the capability of doing that. So I hope I take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you would have to think that they're going to bring in Dr. Darcy and Jimmy Woo at some point to interact with someone. I can I can see Vision trying to go rogue here. Uh, and like even uh, whatever Vision is. I feel terrible for him. I do um, too. <laughs> he just... He's trapped, right? Like all of these other people are trapped there and he's growing increasingly scared and like, like weary of this whole thing. I could see him being the one to just be like, okay, we've got to do something about this. And, you know, uh, going from there. So I'm interested to see what vision is going to do. I'm interested to see how they go back to a how they go back to the format that they have had in the in the past because it's not going to be black and white anymore. We know that it's moving throughout the decades. And at the end of this episode, we got the excellent, excellent Jimi Hendrix Voodoo Child song, uh, which God only knows what that could bring. Like that guitar riff alone is classic and like enough to be evocative of like a, a, a coming terror and anxiety. Yeah. Um, that's also a 1968 song for some reason, but it seemed fitting. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see exactly what they're going to do and really impressed by Matt Shackman, who's been doing the directing of all this stuff. He started off and I, I believe in doing it's always sunny episodes. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the great modern sitcoms. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so and then yeah. went to Game of Thrones for a while and now he's doing this. So like, and that, that to me feels like that's, you know, uh, you did, you did the sitcom, you did the biggest budget production on television. You're kind of like merging these ideas together here. It's sort of a perfect fit. It's great. And I think the Game of Thrones episode he did was the one that has what I used to, Kevin, always call the loot crate battle. Uh, but it's the loot train battle. That is such a good episode. <laughs> the loot crate yeah. battle. <laughs> yeah, I always, and I would always crate. think of Kevin. It would always make me think of Kevin. Um, uh, I do think, yeah. I don't know, they, they would be, they would be, I feel like they, they, they should, and maybe, maybe too far, but like, I think Jimmy and Darcy should be, like, should enter. At some point, which would be really interesting. They, um, they might. To make the joke, once once they do, I think the natural place would be around a 2000s style show. And um, Jimmy Woo will have a restaurant in which Jimmy uh, Darcy can work in. And then there we go. 
they that their yeah their, true their sitcom their sitcom selves <laughs> can then come into existence in the appropriate time period. Uh, and that's fine. Show. That's good. Uh, I don't know if they'll do that, but I think it'd be real funny if they did. <laughs> it would be. Real, I don't know if they'll do it, but it would be hilarious. Kevin, are you shipping anyone? Who are we shipping? Um, man. Josh would j- j- understand this, but like me and Wanda would probably be number one. But um, <laughs> I have a problem. Um, but I do. I I love Elizabeth Olsen so yeah. much. I Is just she think she's evil incredible. or does she just have straight hair? You know? like, <laughs> yeah. But specifically, this episode is where I mean, like I, I have liked her for for some time in the MCU. But this episode, I was just like, oh, hello. You're just like, oh, she's evil. Yeah, Let's just- go. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, she just went. Kelly. She just went full Azula. Awesome. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I mean, like, I. It's hard to be like, I want to ship people because, like, I know how like that fandom can get crazy. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Darcy and Jimmy Woo, I am all about. So, yeah. <laughs> although I don't, they haven't specified ages, so part of me worries if this is going to be like a weird age thing. But I feel like the actors, Who knows even, and actresses are similar in age. But I am shipping Wanda. With a really excellent grief counselor. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Someone who's very supportive, affordable on her health care. Affordable if she doesn't have health care. Uh, these are the things that I'm shipping for one. Uh, we'll see how that works out next week when we're back with more WandaVision. Follow Latanya on Twitter at LK Starks. Kevin is at Kev Mahadeo. Talk to both of them in the Discord. They're available. You can hang out. We're all just hanging out in our little weird bubble sitcom town called the Post Show Recaps Patron Discord, patreon.com slash post show recaps. Many more shows coming this week. Community building is here officially on the main feed starting Tuesday. So check that out. Down the Hatch is officially in Lost Season 4. Avatar Podcast is still pushing through Season 2. The Stand is rounding the corner. The Bloom Files has started. Zigouds, it's happening. Star Wars is on a break this week. All right, so that'll be it. We're back next week. More WandaVision. Take care, everybody. Bye! Stop right there! You wanna know right now! Before you go any further, this is Wanda. Vision. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.